Welcome to the Sandy Springs United Methodist Church Podcast, where we bring you weekly sermons that uplift your soul, strengthen your spirit, and praise the Lord. Whatever your reason for listening, we're grateful for you spending your time with us. May God open your heart to love and your ears to hear. I invite you to rise as you are able for the gospel reading today. Our lesson today comes from Mark chapter 4, verses 26 through 34. Listen for the word of God. Our ears are open. Jesus also said, The kingdom of God is as if someone would scatter seed on the ground and would sleep and rise night and day, and the seed would sprout and grow. He does not know how. The earth produces of itself first the stalk, then the head, then the full grain in the head. But when the grain is ripe, at once he goes in with his sickle because the harvest has come. He also said, with what can we compare the kingdom of God or what parable will we use for it? It is like a mustard seed, which when sown upon the ground is the smallest of all the seeds on earth. Yet when it is sown, it grows up and becomes the greatest of all shrubs and puts forth large branches so that the birds of the air can make nests in its shade. With many such parables, he spoke the word to them as they were able to hear it. He did not speak to them except in parables, but he explained everything in private to his disciples. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, for you are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. My favorite color is yellow and has been for as long as I can remember. Before I could even pronounce the Y sound, I called it Lello. I would tell everybody how much I love Lello. In fact, when I was five years old, my parents painted my room yellow. My mom sewed a yellow bedspread for my bed, and it even had a canopy on it, and it was yellow. Uh, so I just surrounded myself in this color that made me feel happy and joyful. And 34 years later, I can still picture that room and how it made me feel. And, you know, as kids grow up, uh, their tastes tend to change. Uh, we don't always hold the same color. But as my kids can tell you, my favorite color is still yellow. It's a color that brings me joy. It reminds me of sunshine and happiness. 
A few years ago, I had the privilege of visiting the Holy Land um, with other clergy, United Methodist clergy, their families, our bishop. Those of you who have had the privilege of going can testify that it is an experience like no other. It forever changes and shapes how you read the gospel and the biblical text. Being there walking in the very footsteps of Jesus and the disciples make scripture comes and al come alive in immeasurable ways. One day on our trip, we were touring across the region of Galilee, and to my great delight and surprise, there was yellow everywhere, all over the green hills. I saw fields covered in yellow as far as the eyes can see. One morning, I was standing with my toes in the Sea of Galilee where Peter and John would have been fishing. I was gazing up at the rising mountains covered in yellow flowers. One day we hiked down the Mount of Beatitudes where Jesus preached his sermon on the Mount saying, blessed are the poor, the peacemakers, the meek. We walked all the way down the mountain and as we did so, it was covered with fields of yellow flowers punctuated by some red poppies here and there. So when Jesus preached his sermon on the side of that mountain with all those great crowds gathered around him, he would have been gazing at those same fields of yellow. Maybe I thought yellow is Jesus' happy color, too. Our tour guide, Jimmy, told us that all that yellow we were seeing were mustard plants, beautiful yellow flowers with green stalks growing wild, the very mustard that Jesus is talking about here in the parable of the mustard seed. There it was right before our eyes. Jesus has asked about the kingdom of God, and instead of giving a straightforward answer, which we all wish he would do more of. But instead, he says this. He says, The kingdom of God is like a mustard seed, which, when sown upon the ground, is the smallest of all the seeds on earth. Yet when it is sown, it grows up and becomes the greatest of all shrubs and puts forth large branches so that the birds of the air can nest in it. It's a beautiful parable. It's a beautiful shrub. I've seen it. It represents a beautiful kingdom. How lovely. Surely those listening to Jesus back then were peering up at those mustard-covered hills, toes dipping in the sea, imagining some bucolic kingdom of peace and joy and happiness, where small effort produces big results. Where, what a perfect image of the kingdom. I can still imagine myself back in that place, my feet in the Sea of Galilee, meditating upon the lovely hillside, all being right with the world. If this is what the kingdom of God is like, I thought, please sign me up. I could exist there forever. And here's the thing. If that's really what the kingdom of God is like, peaceful and happy and easy, I could just end my sermon right here. We could all go out and find our happy color, our happy place, envision the peace that God's kingdom brings. Believe that we're participating in kingdom, kingdom building when we're in our happy place. The thing about Jesus, the thing about these parables that he loves to tell is that nothing is really as it seems. The kingdom of God is not that simple. This description of the kingdom seems beautiful and happy and desirable from our context. A sweet story about how small faith can grow large enough to move mountains. And there's nothing wrong with this interpretation that is true, that small faith can grow and grow and do amazing things. But that's more of an allegory, and Jesus here is teaching on purpose in parables. He says, I'm telling you parables to teach you about the kingdom of God. What's the difference? 
Well, an allegory is a lesson with a clear-cut message. Faith is like a mustard seed that grows into a large shrub. It starts small, but can grow big, clear-cut. A parable, however, comes from the root para, which means alongside, and bowl, to throw. So a parable means to throw alongside. And Jesus, over and over again in our Gospels, throws things beside each other that don't seem like they should be next to each other. In fact, parables go so far as to disrupt and interrupt what we're used to. They throw us off our game. They're not so easy to summarize or to understand. And here, Jesus is throwing the kingdom of God next to mustard seeds. Jesus isn't talking about personal faith here either. We often talk about a mustard seed faith, which again is not a bad thing. But here he's talking about the kingdom of God, God's vision for the world. And Jesus says, the kingdom of God that I am here to bring that is now and into the future, it's like a mustard seed. Smallest of seeds, but grows into the largest of shrubs with branches so wide that birds can come and build nests underneath them. Most of us today know mustard is a delicious condiment used to spice up hot dogs. I like to put it in salad dressing. In Jesus' time, it had some medicinal properties, so it's a useful seed. It's not essential, but it wasn't without value either. But what we don't always realize today when we're reading this parable is that mustard is a weed. And once it takes root somewhere, it cannot be rooted out. For Jesus's listeners, for the farmers and ranchers, the fishers and builders who worked on and relied on the land for their livelihood, this parable was anything but ideal. We might look at mustard today and say it's really beautiful, but they looked at mustard and they saw an invasive, uncontrollable weed. And it wasn't just a nuisance, this shrub that grows wild and can't be contained. It actually got in the way of all of their plantings and their neat rows of olives and grapes and citrus fruits. If Jesus were telling this parable in South Georgia, he would say the kingdom of God is like kudzu, growing wild, getting in the way of all of our careful plantings. His listeners, they try their very hardest to get rid of mustard at every opportunity. And now they hear Jesus saying this is what the kingdom of God is like, throwing the kingdom of God alongside an invasive weed. It's also odd here that the kingdom of God is like a shrub, a big shrub, but out of all the plants in the world, this is what the kingdom is like. Why doesn't he say it's like a mighty oak tree or a cedar? No, Jesus says the kingdom of God is like a shrub. These farmers who grew their own food for a living were none too pleased with this parable. It was shocking. It was confusing. It didn't make sense to them. What do you mean the kingdom of God is like mustard? Who would desire that? But Jesus says the kingdom of God is like a mustard seed. It cannot be contained or controlled. Most of the world sees it as undesirable, tries to resist it. And yet this is exactly where God's love flourishes. The kingdom of God can't be stopped, Jesus says. It's found in places you wouldn't imagine God showing up. Buckle up, Jesus says, and get ready for all of your expectations to be shattered. He's saying to us today, the kingdom of God, God's vision for the world, 
is like a wild, uncontrollable weed that disrupts all the careful tilling and planning you will do on your particular patch of land. And just when you think you've put your seed in the perfect spot, a bird can swoop down and take it away, and everything you know and trust and believe that will bring you security will be gone. God's vision for the world in which we're invited to participate is wild and it's uncontrollable. It disrupts the way we so carefully plan out our plots of land in this world. What a vision. The kingdom of God is like a mustard seed so small, though small, will grow into a wild, disruptive weed that will take over everything you know. It's a hard word. This past pandemic year has helped us know in ways that are tragic and profound that our best laid plans, our careful control of what we think will keep us secure, they're never certain. What is certain? What is unchanging? The kingdom of God. And it will usually come in ways that go against every careful plan that we try to make for ourselves. But the good news is, in the midst of a hard word, that because of Jesus Christ, the kingdom is already here right now. And that kingdom is a place where everybody eats together, those who eat with their hands and shoes off sitting on the ground, those who prefer forks and knives and three-course dinners on a properly set table, those who can afford rice and beans every day, and those who don't have enough to feed their children. It's a place where there are no designations of rich or poor or legal or illegal, where the stranger and the orphan are welcomed and they're part of that great feast and called beloved. It's the kingdom where the lion and the lamb shall lay down together, where justice rolls down like water and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. It's that place where we study war no more. There is no longer Jew nor Greek, slave nor free, male nor female, for all are one in Christ Jesus. This is the vision that God is casting and sowing like seeds, sowing seeds on our carefully tended plots. No matter what else seems to be changing around us, Jesus challenges us to center ourselves in that kingdom, let that be our guide, not our own plans, and to watch it grow instead of spending so much energy trying to resist it to know deep in our souls that blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. The kingdom of God is not an easy journey. It's not always going to make us feel happy. But what the kingdom will do is bring us deep 
and abiding joy to us, to the whole world, in this life and also in the next. The kingdom of God is like a mustard seed, though small, will grow into a wild, disruptive weed that will take over everything you know and invite birds, invasive species that will swoop in and take away what you've sown to take up residence and to do a brand new thing. This is God's new creation. May it be so. Thanks be to God. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Sandy Springs United Methodist Church podcast. We hope that you have found our podcast helpful and hope to be in ministry not only to you, but with you. For more information about Sandy Springs United Methodist Church, please visit www.ssumc.org. Until next time, may God bless you.